And we're back. Welcome, friends. Episode 104 of the Shuttle Pod, the TNG Season Smackdown. I am your, one of your co-hosts, Jared. I am here with my good friends, Kayla. Hey, everybody. Brian. Hello, everybody. And Matt. Hey, guys. So we have a full house here today, and that is uh, delightful for us because we have a lot of ground to cover, and so it's nice to have as much brain power as possible. <laughs> <laughs> so what we'd want to do, we're kind of building off of what happened, what we discussed last time in our unpopular opinions, where Brian said he, it was his uh, unpopular opinion that season two of TNG was better than season seven. And then afterwards, we were kind of talking about it, and Kayla and I talked about how we'd had like a private conversation in Vegas where I casually said, I think season three is the best. And you said, no way, season five is the best. And we're like, oh, <laughs> let's wait to have this debate until we're recording something. <laughs> and so we kind of those two different threads converged into this to coming uh, 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 to how we would rank the different seasons of what is the most popular, most widely watched uh, um, installment of the franchise. I think that's a pretty fair summary of of how we came up with this idea, right? Anything else to add at this point, friends? I mean, I guess it's just worth adding that we've talked about other specific seasons of The Next Generation in the past. So in particular, we looked at seasons one and two and how they, well, my argument was that they are much better than typically given credit for. People see mm -hmm. them as like, oh, those are the horrible seasons before Riker grew the beard. But um, we talked about, you know, some good and bad points of those seasons and why they might be worth giving a second look. So if you're interested in that, go back into our podcast archives, check that one out. It was a great episode. Good plug. Yeah, was... uh, we, we did, we did one for season one and then one for season two. And I thought we might go through like a, uh, an episode for each season, but that was like right at the beginning of the uh, pandemic. And so we had a little bit more time on our hands to sit around and consume mass quantities of media <laughs> And maybe we don't as much now, thank goodness. So we thought it might be better to kind of jam the other five seasons into into one comparative episode. In one comparative episode, we probably won't dwell on seasons one and two as much for exactly the reasons that Kayla's just described. So if you want, for continuity's sake, to go listen to those, we'll wait. Go listen to the two of them. <laughs> we'll be and here when you get back to us when you're ready. Okay. So um, we went through and we took all the information off IMDb that some wonderful fans consolidated in terms of how people had ranked the episodes and then amalgams of each of those episodes adding up to, to different seasons and how they're ranked. I was a teeny bit surprised by some of these rankings, but not terribly. So the most popular season was season six. Uh, the highlights of that are Tapestry, Chain of Command, Relics with Scotty, and then some of the lowlights are the Aquiel episode and Man of the People. <laughs> Man of the People is terrible. Oh, that's the bad episode. Awful. Yeah. Oh. Aquiel is one of two space poop episodes. Oh, well, uh, is that in its favor or against it? Oh, it's definitely <laughs> against it. Definitely against okay. it. CG was not that bad at that time. I don't know if they have no. any excuse for that. No, not at all. They you, they needed to walk before they could run. Yeah. Okay, then the number two ranking, according to Star Trek fans, is season three. And it's just a little bit behind season six. And the highlights there, Best of Both Worlds, Yesterday's Enterprise, Deja Q, The Offspring, to name a few. And then the lowlights are The Vengeance Factor and The Price, which those two, I, I mean, they're not great, but they're not terrible. Yeah, I mean, yeah, agreed. those are all right. 
Um, the price features a pre-Seinfeld Lloyd Braun for those of you who are uh, <laughs> yeah. fans. Yep. Okay, then just barely behind season three is season five. Within error. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We're, we're the two significant figures on this value here. 7.69 no for season three and 7.67 for season five. Yes. The, the confidence levels are such that debating between the two is one that any two reasonable Star Trek fans could have. And should have on this podcast. And should. <laughs> and should. Okay, so the highlights of that are the Inner Light. I don't think that surprised anyone. Won the mm-hmm. Hugo Award. Uh, Darmok. Mm-hmm. Which I think is probably the most memeable episode of TNG. Iconic, yeah, yeah. Iborg and then Cause and Effect, which was on our top 10 list that we put together for TNG episodes like four years ago. Hmm. Then the lowlights are Imaginary Friend, which I agree with, and Cost of Living, which I do not agree with. Hmm. Yeah, that's not that, that terrible. Bad. Yeah, no. it's not that bad. Okay, no. and then season four comes in fourth place. Highlights are The Drumhead, which we talked about in yes. detail, Redemption, Family, and Best of Both Worlds. Then the lowlights are The Loss and The Host, which, again, those are not terrible yeah. episodes. Yeah, right? that's interesting. Yeah, they're not so bad. Sort of well, that that, that speaks to the quality of these seasons, though, guys, that even the yeah. ones yes, that we, does. that we right. consider yeah. mediocre are not yeah. horrible. Except yeah. for Aquiel yes. is in the number one ranked season, and that's a yeah. turd. Yeah, that's all right. That's, that's, uh, yeah, but you know what? Right. That season six—that's when you're starting to get near the end of the series. So. But you're right, that's, though. This this middle group, you know, the bad is not so bad. So that's pretty good. Yeah, I think so. Know? So if if you look at it, the top four seasons um, three through six, they're all ranked within by our friends uh, who have contributed to IMDb within like seven point six to seven point eight, yeah. right? They're, they're very close. Uh, a very high quality right there. Um, it's season seven is ranked at number five, and that's a bit of a drop-off. Um, it's got highlights like All Good Things, of course, Parallels, Lower Decks, and Pegasus. And then the two lowest rated episodes. Kayla, put your fingers in yours. <laughs> yes, <Kayla. laughs> your eyes. Put your fingers in yours, Kayla. <laughs> yes. Okay, Sub Rosa and Matt. I object. Those are the two. Yes. So, um, <laughs> Okay, and so uh, then there's a quite significant drop off to season two and one, and season two is uh, the highlights are Measure of a Man, Q Who, Matter of Honor, and Elementary Dear Data, and then the two low lights shouldn't surprise anyone: Shades of Grey and The Child. Yeah, the first episode and the last episode of that season. Oh, very true. A season I'm going to interject where there was a writer strike, and maybe yeah. if there hadn't been. It would have been a little stronger. I was about to say, you know, Shades of Grey is the famous clip show episode. If you remove that and consider it an outlier, I wonder how that changes the overall score of 6.5. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I actually, I crunched those numbers. Ooh, um, oh, wow. Okay. So what I did is I, uh, um, and we can put this up on the website if people want to see it. Yeah, we'll put it in the article I, that goes with this podcast. I, I, I calculated the average of each episode. That's what, or of each season, excuse me, and that's what's based on what I just reported. And then I calculated the average, having Q tested out the top two and the bottom two oh. episodes. And season two, if you do that, gets slightly better. Season one stays the same. Season three gets slightly worse. Season four stays the same. Season five stays the same. Season six gets zero point six points better so mm. man of the people and aquiel are really bringing they them really help yeah aquiel, and man. Then season season seven gets worse uh, or no gets sli- uh, stays the same so uh, tiny differences between that but if you take out those bad ones season two cl- 
lines up a little bit, All right. but only a little bit. Okay. And then the broader range, just because I'm kind of a, a, a data geek and some of these kind of things, as my friends here know, the highest rated episode is best of both worlds at 9.4 tied with the inner light. Which one? Part one or part two? I'm part, assuming part, part one. one. Yeah. It's gotta say. be part one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> part two isn't very good. No, it's not. Um, Part two is 9.3. So it's just That's, a little bit less. Somebody's very forgiving there then. Very forgiving. Yeah, very forgiving. Also, they might be seeing it as part of the whole story. You know? Yes, they might. Yep. Yeah. So they're they're sort of judging them in the same category. Then the, the lowest rated of the series is Shades of Grey at 3.4. Shocking. Not. Then yeah. Sub Rosa at 4.9. Code Ugh. of Honor at 5.2. Really, Code I of Honor believe... should be at the bottom. Yeah. Code of Honor is the worst because episode Sub of Sub Rosa is better than Code of Honor. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yes, it is. Well, and Sub Rosa, at least, it was ambitious. It was trying to do a creative story. Yeah. And maybe it didn't tickle everyone the right way. Shades of Grey, like. They ran know, out of money. It's, just, it's, it's not an episode, yeah. right? They, they ran out of money. At all. They ran out of money. But Code of Honor is infamous at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so oh, so then season one is ranked the worst. Of course, the highlights are this one surprised me. The highest rated episode in season one is Conspiracy. Oh, I, I could, disagree. I could see that. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think there's that look when Picard sees Remick at the end, and he just got disgust on his face. Yep. I think that encapsulates how a lot of people felt, including <laughs> <Yeah>. Data Lore, <laughs> including me. Is, yes. Good. Uh, Data Lore is the number two rated. Then num- where no man has gone, but no one has gone before. Then one one zero zero one zero zero one, which right. I think is the best episode. Me of too. Season. Me too. And then the two the two bottom as we just discussed are Code of Honor and then also Angel. Oh one. yes. <laughs> oh, Angel which, one. A- Angel <laughs> one. Angel one. Not only is bad, is boring. Like it's because oh, Code of Honor so is boring. infamous, but at least intri- in an interesting way. Yeah. Angel one is just garbage. Yeah. It's so yeah. Boring. It's pretty garbagey. They both suffer from similar issues in certain places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you could you could say like monocultures to the worst way. Yes, you know? exactly. Yeah. My, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I did not articulate that, but exactly. Yep. Yeah. In addition to also just being boring. Oh yeah, yeah, right. and just yep. sucking. Yeah. Um, okay, so there you go. There's our framework. So so the the fans go season six, three, five, four, seven, two, one. Okay. So what we want to do is now that we sort of have a framework is open it up to the four of us and see how we um, would rank it instead. I don't know who might want to jump. I've kind of talked a lot already. So does someone else want to jump on and share his or hers first? Kayla, how about you? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say a little remark um, first. Um, and you kind of a little bit hinted at this, Jared. I think one of the interesting things for me when deciding how to rank these is if you're looking at the season as a whole is does every episode in that season need to be a banger or can I have like, you know, a a handful of really amazing episodes. If I have a couple of real stinkers, you know, or Mm. if I have all mediocre episodes and some stinkers, that's going to drag down the average. But if I have a bunch of Mm -hmm. mediocre episodes and like one really good episode or two really good episodes, it's like how much weight do you give like your if your favorite episode of the whole series is in th- what you consider to be the worst season, how much mm, does that sure. elevate that season? Mm. You know, because you might not want to give every episode an equal weight for various reasons. Like for Shades of Grey, you might want to not count that entirely because that is a product of the fact that there was a writer strike going on and blah 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 blah. No. And just for other reasons, like I think this one 
was, you know, a hundred out of 10. And so I'm going to weight it heavier than another one that I think was just middle of the road. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I think it's a personal thing. And I think yes. a lot of these seasons come really close to where you could be arguing back and forth over those kinds of little points. And there yeah, is really sure. no clear winner. Well, I mean, Jared's own. Oh, absolutely. You know, agree. Which, which is what makes good internet. Yeah. I mean, Jerry's of a stats <laughs> thing where you tossed out the top two and the bottom two makes three seasons like what three, four, five nearly identical, right? In score, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. It, obviously it's very it's going to be very hard to just be like, oh no, this definitively, you know, is right, this right. or that, yeah. So I think yeah, it's pretty subjective in a way, like which is fine, go for it, you know what I mean? Like, say what you what you think. Yeah, how would you rank them from top to bottom? Um, I mean, honestly, I don't have like a set in stone ranking. I want five to be higher. I think I want five to be the top season five. And I actually thought that was more of a, more of a common um, thought among the fandom is that season five was like really, really good. And that's, there's like a lot of good episodes around there. So it surprises me that season six is in the number one spot. I hundred percent agree with that. I'm very surprised that six is above five. I think, and I think like, so talking about Jared, you and I are going back and forth between season five and season three. Sure. Um, Like you put the offspring as one of the top four episodes in season three. No, that's just from IMDb. Oh, those, okay. Those are, not, those are not my subjective choices. I just took the top four off the, what the fan ranking is. So in any event, Offspring is like considered then by IMDb folks to be one of the top episodes in season three. I This is probably an unpopular opinion, but I actually don't think that episode is as great as most people what? seem to hold it, hold it as. I think oh, it's okay. Unpopular opinion alert. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I think it's okay. <laughs> I think right, it's yeah. a little weird, and it's okay. Well, the the fundamental problem is that the story doesn't make any sense. There's no reason why the admiral would suddenly turn as evil as he does. Yeah, there's a lot of things that are that's forced. A, that's the problem. That's the problem I have. Yeah, that's the right word. Is that the conflict is forced? Like, if he's really concerned about data and his daughter's development he should say lieutenant commander i uh, would like to reassign you to starbase whatever to be in charge of our new cybernetics division and bring your daughter with you and you'll have all the resources uh, that you're uh, that we can give you and we'll give you a promotion yeah. right and and then even if data said no he'd be like okay well that's a shame like either of those two outcomes makes more sense than what happens but in terms of like the emotionality of it I can understand why, like, the tenderness of the law yes. character appeals to so many people. And I do think the mm-hmm. actress does a wonderful job. With yeah, it. and the whole thing at the end when Data, like, when she's when she's dying and Data can't really process it. Yeah. But wants to. Mm-hmm. And the Admiral yeah. says, like, his hands are moving faster than anything. His I've hands are moving so fast I couldn't see them. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's a wonderful line. Very touching. One of the things I don't like that much about it is... I think they infantilize law a bit too much in a weird way. Like they don't handle um, like an artificial intelligence the way that makes in a way that makes sense to me. And they do this with data too. Like the fact that he can't use contractions is stupid and makes zero sense. Mm. Yeah. And they, they, especially since he frequently uses contractions in the first season. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I mean, in- including in the episode Data Lore, where he's not using contractions is, is a major plot point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry, but sorry. that you know that makes no sense, and it's just very forced in there. And it's the the choices they make about the things that Lol wouldn't understand. Uh, it's just not very believable to me. So that makes it harder for me to like, yeah. be on her side. Because your your rational brain kicks in a couple times. Yeah, it's just a little bit. Uh, too far to stretch the disbelief. So, I don't so hate in the your, episode, in your by the way, opinion, that episode is overrated. I think it's overrated. I think it's good, okay. but I just don't think it's amazing. Well, so then let's go, let's stick with season five. What episodes or what um, moments do you think are amazing that you'd like to to, to dwell on? Because I'm, I'm going to interject this struggle I have with season five, especially as having rewatched it, is I think it's very uneven. I, I think there's some episodes that are great and some episodes that are bad. Um, I don't think the average is as high as for seasons three or four. Sure. And I guess for me, this comes back to the, you know, how do we split um, a season up? And I sure. think I would prefer a season with really high highs and low lows rather than a few highs that are, you know, high-ish against middle of the road you know, background sort of thing. I'd prefer like the extremes. So mm-hmm. to me, it being uneven doesn't bother me. Um, no, I think we meet Ensign Rowe in this season, I think. Yes. yes okay, so that's the best thing of this season. Ensign Rowe appears in seven episodes. Five of them are in this season. And I think all So the, that is absolutely a strong point. All the episodes that are highlighted um, in the IMDb analysis are great, um, particularly Inner Light and Darmok. Uh, two of my favorite episodes, Iborg, I think is great as well, and Cause and Effect. All four of those are wonderful. Um, I really like the first, the first Duty. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. I really enjoy the next phase as well. Um, also that was a fun episode. Yeah, that's a fun next episode. phase is spectacular. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, the game is in this one, which is not a great episode, but it's a memorable episode. Yep. I'm, yep. I'm a sucker for the game as well. Uh, and and I, I Time Zero I, Part I, I don't 1 is also like the it. finale, which I love Time Zero. So. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. a fan of so, that. So, love it. So here's, Kate, um, I appreciate you mentioning Time Zero. I love Time Zero because when it came out, I had just finished uh, a, a year-long project on Mark Twain for school. <laughs> so then to see him on Star Trek was was spectacular. My, my biggest problem with season five, I think, is that the two highlights that should be the standouts, redemption and unification, fall very flat, especially in retrospect. Yes, they do. That is Sure, but thing. saying that those should be the standouts, that's not really fair. I'm saying these should be the best on, episodes on of the, the season, season and they're I not. Think th- I think that episode should have been better written than it was. Yeah, but to yeah, say that because... Because, yeah, I agree that it should have been better, but, like, to say that it's a negative that in that particular episode, like, you were expecting to be better and wasn't, I don't think, drags it down more than it would just stand on its own. Having this predisposed idea that it should have been better, I think, is unfair. Uh, okay. I, I, I think Unification should have been better. Can I list a couple other episodes that I think didn't land very well in Season 5? Yeah. Um, I, I, okay. I, I so I rewatched most of the season, maybe maybe three quarters of it. Um, what they do in Iborg in terms of the drama is really really good. An episode where they try to do that and it fails disastrously, in my opinion, is Silicon Avatar. 
hmm. where they bring back the crystalline entity. And it's mm -hmm. basically the same argument is, do we have the right to destroy this thing that is, uh, kills people? Um, or should we try to negotiate with it? And in iBorg, that works because they reveal that, yes, you can negotiate with the Borg, but there's a point where this woman, the guest star, is complaining about the, the crystalline entity having murdered her son and yeah. his entire colony. And Picard says, you know, on Earth, the sperm whale eats a lot of cuttlefish. So I don't think you should really bother them. Oh my God. And I'm like, yeah. That, yeah, that is heartless on a scale that would have made season one Picard blush. <laughs> so so I think I think that episode is terrible. Also, I, I rewatched The Perfect Mate. I don't know how that episode even got made. Yeah, I don't know how not it's great. not more infamous. I mean, there's a bit where, okay, and the, the reason why it's beloved is because Famke Jansen is in it. And the idea of her and Patrick Stewart on screen a couple years before X-Men, I think tickles people's brains a little bit. But like she says at one point, I was taken from my mother when I was four and I was trained in all sorts of things to be the perfect mate, including sex. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. In what scenario should our heroes be involved with someone who was abducted uh, for human trafficking purposes? Yeah. Yeah. And like Beverly gives this great speech at the beginning where she's like, at the best, this is prostitution. At the worst, this is slavery. Yeah. And her concerns never get resolved. Yeah. Yeah. True. No, it, it's so, yeah, I agree. That That's a hard one. I think there are a decent number of stinkers in season five, but there are also some really great ones. So if your standard is outliers rather than a high average, then I can under, I can understand why that would be your opinion. And I, I would also say, just moving along in my own personal rankings, so I put five, you know, five and three are definitely at the top. Seven is at the top for me as well, underneath those. Mm. Because the go. bad things, Sub Rosa and Masks, I love those episodes. Are, are yep, your yep, good things. Yep, yep. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Totally so seven does. is high for me. And even though I know that they're goofy like and stupid and weird, I like that about them. Sure. And I enjoy watching them, and I enjoy laughing at how weird they are. So that and after seven years, they had to tr they had to try something different. Exactly, and yeah, things are you know, the, the, you can almost feel like the cast is they, they like the, getting to know each other more, or kind of falling into their roles more as time goes on. And by the time you hit season seven, it's really like I don't know. I feel like it starts to show a lot more the the comfort they have with each other, the actors. Mm. I think that's true. Um, well, how would you round it out? So you've got five, then three, then seven. I'm going to assume everybody has one at the very bottom of their lists. Yes. I do. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do. Yeah. Okay. So then then among two, four, and six, how, which of those do you like the best? Um, it'd be, I mean, between four and six, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. That's tough. I think I need someone to convince me one way or the other. I like them both okay, very no, much. Okay, no, we'll put them as a tie. We'll put them yeah. as a tie for you. And then two but, and then one. Sure. Uh, uh, are you asking everybody that question or just Keller? Uh, no, I want to I hear everyone's opinions. Brian, how would you rank them? Four. Oh, four over six, definitely. Matt? Uh, well, we're going to go through the whole thing. No, yeah. Because I go... Uh, just kind of this is a little off the top of my head, but um, I go five, then three, which I think is a fairly popular, you know, combination. Hey. Then six, four, two, and although I hate to do uh. it, I put seven as second to last. Uh. Although that's not exactly fair, but if they have to fall somewhere, 
it's going to fall somewhere in there for me. Like, like seven is fine. And then one, of course, which okay. that sounds unfair. You know what I mean? Like just on the face. <laughs> no, of it, you it can sounds... say whatever you want. Well, no, no, I'm telling you, like on the face of it, it just sounds unfair to seven. And so really it, like seven and two sort of are co-ranked, right? Like I enjoy okay. two a lot for the weird, you know, stuff that, as we've discussed for the oddities and for some of the early stuff that is form, you know, that forms there like Q who and stuff like that. So it's hard, you know, I'm not going to. So anyway, if I was forced to, I would put two ever so slightly above seven only because of that, because like we've Mm. talked about, like you were just talking about seven, they're all a little too comfortable. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, yeah, no, that's fair. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, yeah. But I think, you know, sort of the top group is five, three, six, four. That's the way. So how would you respond to some of the things that Kayla and I discussed in about season five V3? Yeah. So I would, I, I was thinking about that. Um, you know, here's the thing. You're right. There are some stickers in there, but since this is sort of a gut reaction, I kind of don't care. If I mm-hmm, like five. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I like. I have a lot of the same faves as Kayla, of course. Like Darmok is awesome. Ensign Rowe is awesome. I really uh, one you didn't bring up, but I have always enjoyed his disaster because yeah. I was. Oh yeah. I was basically yeah. the age of the kids at the time, so that just oh, like, cool. tickled me pink. You know, I love that. Did you grow some weird radishes for the science? No, <laughs> uh, but right, yeah, no. But so I always kind of, you know, was enthused about disaster because of that. Um, the game, of course, because again. So but before you move on, can I just interject about yeah. disaster? Yeah, I think there are two episodes in the whole se- in the whole series that take advantage of the ensemble cast the best. Yep. one is disaster. The other is um peak performance oh yeah I those I, yeah, two I, give I something to everybody to do see and peak performance is one of the reasons why i let two edge out <laughs> seven yeah. sure you know yeah. stuff peak like performance that. is a great episode yes yeah. it is um so oh and then you know what else is in five that we haven't called out is not necessarily the most amazing thing but interesting is ethics you know with wharf spine oh okay yeah mm-hmm Wharf Spine would have been the, if, what it would have been called if it was a classic episode. <laughs> right. Oh, right. Totally. Like Spock's brain. And then, and then the, the three-parter to round it out would have been Neelix Lungs. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Exactly. <laughs> um, so Ethics is a good shout-out. The Outcast deserves a shout-out in season five. Oh, but can I say the one thing I wish they'd done with Ethics, and maybe I'm alone with this, is if they had brought back Dr. Pulaski for that episode. Oh, yeah. They, they, it it, it seems like she'd been the one pushing it. Yeah, it seems yeah. like maybe they should have, but that's okay. Because one of the things that, in my opinion, helps hurt some of these episodes is the quality of the guest star or not. I really think, yeah, whoever uh, that a was, matter was of time, have, having the guest star in the uh, Matt Brewer makes that episode sing. If they'd had a better guest star for this, that for this, for yeah, Ethics, yeah, I that would have um, made a huge oh, what's, difference. What's that doctor's name? I think yeah. it was, was it, was it Jane Lynch? Like no, 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 no. Uh, that was before Jane Lynch. Just, but she's sort of the same she's type. Too young. Type. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it's some random person named Caroline Kava. I've never heard of her. Yeah. No. But Dr. Toby Russell is the character. Yeah, and that's the problem. You're right. That's the problem. She's she's just kind of annoying and reckless, but kind of milk toast, right? Like otherwise. Completely. So if, if it had been Dr. Pulaski's been doing some research and she wants to save her friend whose culture she understands maybe even a little better than Beverly does. Mm. I think that would have been really dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah bring back Kate. Bring back Kate. Right. Yes. So, yeah. So five wins for me over three. Okay. <laughs> okay. Very good. Well, no, this is why we're doing this. Is there anything else you want to say before we move on to Brian about your 
total rankings? No. Like, why would you nudge six out over four? Um, oh, why would I put six over four? That's a good question. Uh, I think because four, see, it's interesting we talk about uneven. I actually think four is more uneven than mm. some of the others. So I think I just, like I said, gut, I just put six because of, you know, just put six probably because, honestly, probably because of chain of command and face of the enemy yeah. and tapestry, things mm. like that. I think, oh, yeah. frame of mind, you know, I think those for me just like, Oh, and I'm a sucker for Timescape, I have to say, too. Um, they kind of win out for me. Yeah. Okay, yeah. All good All good reasons. Uh, Brian, how would you rank this? the six seasons you haven't mentioned? My number one ranking, I was, I've been torn. I've been going back and forth about for the last few days while I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I think I'm going to put... I'm going to go four, three... Five, six, two, seven, one. Mm. Four season seven. I know. I, I, to be fair to season seven, though, there's a large gap between season seven and season one. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. we can all agree about that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, even if you look at these IMDb rankings, there's a there's a sizable uh, gulf there. Massive. So yeah. massive. I gotta know for for those of you who put season seven so low, is it like is like Sub Rosa and masks are those dragging it down for you? No. What are no, the biggest I, no, stinkers in season yeah, seven for you? Yeah, yeah. I, I just it, to me, it's just the overall season was not very good. I mean, let's talk about like Dark Page, awful. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Homeward, awful. Oh, so bad. And they had Paul Sorvino in that. I know they wasted. Paul they totally Sorvino. wasted Paul Sorvino. Yeah. yeah. Um, see, the thing is, I think the average is so low on that. It's it's not uneven that there's some good and some bad ones. I is it's, it's mostly funny. below average and then a couple great ones. Fake Picard's son, not good. You know what I mean? Yeah, and <laughs> and a different actor playing Damon Bach than who played yeah, him in yeah. season one. Hey, we'll put him under makeup. No one will know. Which you know, I didn't right away, <laughs> but eventually I was like, wait a second, this isn't the same guy. So. See, I really like both Attached and Lower Decks. Attached. Uh, yeah, yeah and those are both excellent episodes. Yeah, I thought Attached was such a gimmicky episode. I love that episode. Oh, I like I it. Really yeah, like I really like it. For it. I never liked it. Ever liked it. So, so I um, attached as an episode that retroactively lost some glamour for me as I was watching. I'm sorry, Kayla, Star Trek Insurrection, and I'm like, I don't want to see him have a romance with Anja. I want to see him have a romance with Beverly. Yeah, that's and the other so thing. It never, it never goes anywhere. They started that's the mower but yeah. didn't cut the grass with that. It's something that's always just seemed like <laughs> well, a that's, And that's a very... It, I, yes, I agree with the overall premise. I think it's a little unfair to attached to blame it not that's going anywhere. Mo- that's movie Picard. Because exactly, problem. that's movie okay. Picard. <laughs> yeah. Okay, movie Picard has many problems. On yes. that <laughs> they were never going to give if they were going to give any one of these characters a romance. It was going to be with a, someone from outside of the group who was new. Because you don't make a movie yeah. for a general audience where two of your characters who have flirted for seven seasons get together. Because that wouldn't have any resonance for the for the audience no. that didn't know their history. So mm, yeah. that's just not going to happen in the movies. You're probably right. You're probably right. Brian, why do you put season four as the top? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, part of it is just remembering what, what the show is like watching it at the time and just realizing when once you got into season four, the show was actually going to stay good. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like watching TNG from its beginning, like it really was a touch and go thing for a while, guys. <laughs> um, 
and when you get into season four and like you know best of both worlds okay the, the resolution was a little hokey but not horrible you know you didn't and it wasn't oh, no it's not bad. i wasn't throwing things, i wasn't throwing things at the screen when it ended um but then, you know, they, they start no. doing some really good character work with family. As I've spoken about, family mm-hmm. is a favorite of mine. I don't know. I just find yep. there's a lot of good us. character stuff in this season. There's some fun stuff like Cupid. The drumhead is in here, which is another favorite of mine. Yes. I don't know. Yeah, yes. 10 out of 10. What's up? What was that? I, the 10 out of 10, in my opinion. Yeah, it's actually. Oh, I was just agreeing with you on drumhead. Watching Wesley, you know, with Final Mission kind of move on. And I thought they handled that pretty well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There was yeah. something about that season, and I you could make an argument that it should maybe the three or five are better. But like, I guess I'm just remembering watching this season and how it like consistently the show really finally got good from week to week to week to week to week to week to week. Like, like even season three had a couple of turkeys in it. Like this one, I feel like I could watch front to back. And not have to roll my eyes in any of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's I guess, yeah. I guess. No, that, I mean because because the loss is not a bad episode. It's not right. Yeah. No, um, I actually think it's a pretty good one, and I love seeing like Deanna lash out a couple times where like Picard is trying to make her feel better, and she says, and he says, you know, uh, uh, frequently uh, uh, a blind man will develop better hearing because he because uh, it, to yeah. balance it out. Right. And she's like, you don't know what you're talking about. How dare you talk to me about this? And I love the line when she like blows up at somebody and says, how do you people live like this? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that this every time I see someone using a trackpad on their laptop instead of a mouse, because <laughs> I hate trackpads yeah, and, I, and I love the, the, the mouse. I have yeah. to do it because otherwise I have pain in my shoulder. So yeah. forgive me for that. I have a medical There's... reason. Oh, okay. Well, um, uh, uh, that's how you live with it. Also, to tie back to disaster, Matt, there is a wonderful piece of continuity where the thing that kills her powers and the losses of the co- is a cosmic string. And when Ensign Rao is explaining what's happened to them in disaster, she says, oh, like a cosmic string. Yes, that's right. And, mm-hmm. and then Ro says, no, that's actually something else entirely. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah, a yeah. great, uh, yes. great. The continuity yes. that they did in 1991 was amazing compared to. Yeah. Well, especially like to, to expand on the continuity. It's also really great when in get back to season seven the episode itself mm-hmm. as we've talked about is not that great and this b story should really be the a story but we've all we've co- we've covered that um when deanna goes to take a ridge officer's test right mm-hmm. oh and, yeah and, and again yeah. yeah and again why is that oh because of this thing that happened in season five where she was kind of out of her element and really right. could have used yeah and it's like yeah that's the that's that's the good stuff right there you know yep. that's oh, the yeah. continuity crack we all want like it's like you know the, that's yep. awesome. Like that's what we want, Brian. I have to say, I love your reasoning behind picking season four as your top season, and I love totally. that that part of it. W- one of the things you seem to forgive me if I'm putting words in your mouth here, but it seems like you're suggesting that you're thinking back to the way it felt as a viewer yes. watching in original run. Yes, season yeah, four. I have very I think fond memories so, of watching season four. Yeah, that's so cool. When I was a, and Brian, I'm just a couple years younger than you. When I was a kid, season four was my favorite because I think I was the exact right age for it when it came out. Mm-hmm. Where I was old enough to appreciate if things were good or bad, and at that point they were, uh, as Doctor McCoy says, firing on all thr- on all thrusters. Yep. 
But I, I like this idea that you have this show that you're rooting for it to be good. You're a Star Trek fan. You, you, it struggled a bit at first. Maybe it's starting to get better, but it's just not hit its stride yet. And just the feeling of happiness when you're cheering for this thing and it's really taking off. I love that that is coloring your view of the season so much because that's yeah. like such a personal, cool memory. Yeah. Well, and that you can go back and look at it and it still holds up. It's yes. not like something you thought was cool when you were eight and you go watch it and you're like, <laughs> sure. this is terrible. Oh, yeah. Like I, I remember I had a roommate many years ago who got the DVDs of Voltron when they came out. And I'm like, this is not going to be as good as it was when you were seven years old. I'm, I, I've got a newsflash for you here. So that season four still holds up. That's remarkable. Yeah. And I just want to mention a couple other really good episodes I like from that season. Remember Me is one of my favorite high concept episodes mm-hmm. of TNG. Yes. Because mm. I could not yeah. for the life of me figure out what the hell was going on up until the very end. Like, why was this happening? Like, yeah, usually there's some kind of hint somewhere along the way. And then granted that was that little flare that Beverly got the, whatever, I forget what they called it, an anomaly of some kind that she happened to be nearby. Uh, warp it, bubble. Yeah. Warp bubble. That was it. Static warp bubble. Yeah. Which got used Good again, job, by the way, in the Thank finale, you. static warp bubble, static warp shell. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. There you go. Continuity. Um, <laughs> but that episode, I remember being blown. That was like one of the earlier episodes of season four. And I was like, yeah, this show is really starting to hit its stride. Like it's starting to do really clever, clever stuff. Yeah. The, the thing I like about that episode is how much it feels like a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. It's very much mm-hmm. like a Twilight yeah. Zone episode. Yeah. And it, uh, it has one of the best one liners of the whole series. 100%. Like, what is it, Kayla? I think I know what it is, but let's Say hear it. it. If there's nothing wrong with me, there must be something wrong with the oh, universe. The universe, yep. yeah, <laughs> love it. That's, yeah. yeah, how I feel on a daily basis. Yeah, but the, I love that episode. And the another one going back to like some of the character stuff that happens. Data's day, I like a lot too. Yep, also good. Yeah. Okay, so so can I interject something they do in Data's Day, which is a through line through season four, which impressed me when I was younger and still impresses me, is the build up to the Klingon Civil War, right? Because that's definitely part of it to yes. show, hey, the Romulans have schemes, right? Like you're content just to fly around space, solving problems and being nice, but the Romulans want to destroy you, right? And they'll use what dirty tactics to do it. Right. And I think that one's a good like through line for that. I think the best one for that is the Mind's Eye, which is a great Geordie episode. Yes. Um, the thing that I struggle with retroactively is now that the setup for the Klingon Civil War is so good and the payoff is so weak. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One other thing I, I remember fondly about Cupid. I love the fact that this was, it was at the point the show was so confident in itself that it went off and just did this really goofy episode. And I know that. Yeah, I love. I know I that love episode. That. My, uh, your mileage may vary with that particular episode, but I always enjoyed it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not a huge fan of it. I got to admit. Yeah, so, I liked it a lot as a kid. Eh, less so now. Yeah, it's a silly. It's so, a silly like it's romp. Fine. That's yeah, the way I look fine. at it. It's not meant to be taken seriously. Yeah, no, that's fair. It's, it's a little aside. Yeah, exactly. Um, I exactly I think right. it's delightful, and and after you know, at the time, what a terrible Robin Hood Kevin Costner made. To see Sir Patrick Stewart do it was yeah. a breath of, of proverbial fresh air. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was just a... and and if you go back and watch the um, Adventures of Robin Hood with Errol Flynn, uh, John Delancey is totally channeling Basil Rathbone as, as Sir Guy. Oh, I'm sure, and to the point of even the way they dress him up, and it's just delightful. You can tell he's having so much fun with them. 
Oh, an episode like that is right up the Lancey's alley. You can... Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm gonna interject. I uh, I, I think season three is the best because mm. I think the average is so high, uh, and um, I guess the three of you all put it as your second best. So I guess it's it's pretty good. At least we're on the bar- ballpark. The thing I I kind of do, which is cheating, is if you walk like three episodes into season three and then walk like three episodes into season four, you lose some really mediocre ones at the at the top of this of season three, and then you pick up Best of Both Worlds Part Two, Family and Brothers, which are certainly among the three best of season four. And mm-hmm. if you take that year, just just uh, redrawing the lines a little bit, I think you have the best year not only of TNG but of the whole franchise. Hmm. But that's kind of cheating. That is kind of cheating. Not, but I know what you're saying. I know I what you're mean, trying to say. No, oh, it works for me. I like being able to move the, you know, move the the bookends a bit and find yeah, like, yeah, yeah. the best yeah. period. Also, like the concept of lore is great, but I have to be honest. Of his four appearances, I think three of them are bad, and and which is why I'm so surprised that Data Lore is ranked. So uh, me too. It's one. it's not great, actually. It's not great. Yeah, but but yeah, Brothers no. is spectacular. Brothers is good. Yeah, especially back in the day, any episode that like explored Data's mythology at all always was very popular. Yeah, yeah, oh, I get that. But that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so even if it, even if like I agree with you, data lore is not very good, but I, it was one of the first opportunities we got to understand where he came from. Yeah, because that's where we learned his backstory. Yeah, before then so, we had no idea where he came but from. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not a great episode. So, so um, season three is my top, and then season six, and then normally, I if you'd asked me when we started this podcast, I would have said season four after that, but I've swapped to season two and then season four after we did our rewatch, ah. because the fact that the music in season two is so good is ah. makes the episode so much more interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Like on right. where silence has least this very mysterious episode that they have this, this great haunting score to go along with it. And you think if that had been in season four, it would have been the brand. What do you call it? Sonic wallpaper. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that that the that the music is so creative, uh, really appeals to me and testifies to a lot of craftsmanship in it. Or even like there's this one episode. I don't think we talked about it when we did our season two one while the uh, while we we're still recording. Um, up the long ladder, which I think is a very bad episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. But even in that, the music is terrific. They have this like cheerful Irish uh, 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 motif, light motif going through all the yes, they do the A story, <laughs> and then the, yeah. To the point, maybe a little bit too a much. A little too much, um, yeah. But the, it, it was it's still creative, right? They're still trying. Yes. That music was created for that episode. Yeah. 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 Reminded me of the TOS music a bit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, that's when Gene was still, still had a fairly firm hand in things. So that was before mm-hmm. Rick Berman stepped in. And yeah, the music, the drop-off in music is pretty pronounced. The last yeah. truly memorable, so, so that's why. the last truly memorable score for TNG, I think, is best of both worlds. Best of both worlds. Yeah. I agree. I mean, there there are other bits and pieces in subsequent episodes and subsequent seasons that are really great. I don't want to knock everything from the remaining seasons, but that is the last time the, the music cues really stood out was best of both worlds. Those that not just the pieces with when you see the board cube, all of the music in those episodes is very very good. Yeah, even in the beginning, just the the sort of haunting stuff. And yeah. I said, I 
yeah. um, hummed it a little bit too dramatically, yeah. but it just really uh, ratchets up the uh, yeah because it's tension. you instantly start out tense like on this yeah. destroyed planet, right? And you're just like, whoa, what is there, going on? Yeah. Here? There's an undercurrent of dread throughout the the part one completely. Yeah, from the, totally from the yeah. very yeah. beginning. Yep. Yeah. So an- another episode that uses music really well from season two is we mentioned it earlier was peak performance. Like there's this great uh, adventurous sort of riff that they do right as it's about to start. And Picard says the hunt begins number one. And then Riker responds. Okay. But just so you know, Captain Riker's never been beaten. And the musical cue through there is so much fun. Mm. It, it again, sounds like it belonged on a Robin hood movie or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I, that's, that's why season two is I rank um, dramatically higher than the rest of you, as well as the broader fandom. <laughs> All right. Okay, then season four, then season five, for reasons I've gone into, then seven, then one. So there's some, there's some consistency there. So so I, I, I think season three has a really high average. I mean, even even like an episode like um, The Hunted, which which is about the, the super soldier who they pick up and we find he's not a criminal. He's, you know, it's their allegory for like a discarded uh, veteran type of guy. Yep. Um, that's not an amazing episode. But it, it's representative of a very high average in a very high performing season. They've got good stuff with Worf, good stuff with Data, good stuff with Deanna. And we we see um, a very early, um, a younger James Cromwell's first appearance in the, in the franchise. Yep. yep. So even like the average stuff they did was really well done. The one thing I am going to interject about season three is there's that episode, The Price, which is among the lowest ones. <laughs> this is a rare one where... They revisit it on Voyager. They do like a sequel to it called um, False Prophets, I believe is the name of the episode. Yeah, that's right. And the Voyager episode is even better than the TNG episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because it's, it's like this little almost sea story in a way of the price, and it becomes a much better story. Yeah. Um, yeah, and a classic like prime directive conflict where we could use our technology to overwhelm these people, but we need to use our wits instead. So um, I think even... The weakest of, of season three um, had potential that Voyager writers later were able to run with. All right. So I, I have a proposal. Yes. Um, I think we should collectively rank the seasons by voting. So looking at our numbers, three, I put season three as number one and the three of you put it as your number two. Well, here, everyone tell me their ranking. So Jared, you are. Okay. Season three. Uh-huh. Then six. Uh-huh. Then two, uh-huh. and four, uh-huh. five, seven, one. Okay, and Matt. Five, three, six, four, two, seven, one. Okay, and Brian. Four, three, five, six, two, seven, one. Okay, so if we go off straight votes, season five would win as first place. Uh, season three, okay. season three would win second place. Um, it's a tie for third place. Season four is in fourth place. Season two is in fifth place. Season seven is in sixth, and season one is unanimously in last place. Yeah. That puts that leaves one left, right? So what didn't I mention? I don't think you season four. You said Maybe. something was a tie, but which was? The third place would be season five, I think. No, okay. sorry, season two. That doesn't make sense. 
No, because no, you guys put you put two as your second to last, and Brian and Matt put it as their third to last. So season two should not. So be. season, I guess it would be season six. Yeah, yeah six season two is third to last. In the middle, yeah. So it would go five, three, six, four, two, seven, one. All that's right. really funny because that's exactly my order, just as a coincidence. Oh yeah! Oh, way to go! Yeah, way to, way to hit the way to hit the uh, the median there. <laughs> <laughs> and then other people who had interesting standouts was Brian ranked ranked season four much higher than anybody else. The rest of us all voted it in fourth place. I obviously rated, oh, yeah, that's right. rated season seven higher than anyone else. I put it in third place. Everyone else put it in sixth. Um, Matt ranked everyone this exactly as the group did. And then Jared ranked... Season two higher than anyone else. So Jared, season two is your third place, and everyone else had it much lower down. Well, and much I think it, I think it's funny, of course, to to say that to make these hard calls, right? Because like in theory, I think we as we, we we've said like really, especially the top four seasons, you can jumble those up, and any of us would be happy anyway. Yes, you know what absolutely. I mean. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. does anyone, if I said official Shuttlepod rankings are five, three, six, four, two, seven, one, is there anyone who's like, oh no, this one should be lower or no, this one should be higher? No. I mean, I put five as in, in fifth place. No, I'm fine. I'm so, fine with this. So that would be the only one. My only I'm one would be, I think seven should be higher. But I know that's oh. obviously an unpopular opinion. No. No, I'm, I, I'm okay with so we could have it's it's like a it's like Supreme Court justices who like they could oh, have their dis- little yeah dissenting dissenting opinion, opinion yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah Justice Kayla well, dissents you know okay but then then we needed a fifth person on this to yeah that's break true ties. we need a tiebreaker what yeah whoopsies I, I don't know I feel oh. like the rankings we have here are pretty good. I think they're pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. I would definitely put yeah. season seven. My biggest contention is that I think season seven should be higher than two. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. But. So, so say what, so. I, I, I can't, I, I stridently disagree. So when we go back to the sort of IMDB stuff, they were six, three, five, four, seven, two, one. Yeah. And yes. And we're, so. We put five higher than they did, which we I basically think is swapped right. five and six. Yeah, we've swapped five and six, and two and seven, and then two and seven. Yeah, mm-hmm. we swapped two. Okay, seven. yeah, 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 yeah. But you see, that makes sense because really, like these are all going to be just really hard to call. You know what I yes. mean? Swap one here, one there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. except for season one, which everyone can agree <laughs> upon. Apparently, you know. <laughs> I want to see if anyone else at Trek Movie um, thinks that season one should be higher than last place. Oh, man. I doubt it. There's someone I, out I there who it. does. There's someone out there who loves season one. And like, you know, I defended it a ton. I defended seasons one and two saying they're both a lot better than we remember them. Yeah. But I still put it as last. Well, yeah, because it's better than you think, but it still isn't great. You know, like overall. Okay, can I can, can I interject some other season five episodes I think didn't work very well? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um I really like the episode New Ground where they bring in Alexander and make him a permanent cast member. I really like that. It's followed up by this episode Hero Worship, which I don't particularly like because it's about a child I don't care about. Yeah. Right? Uh, I, I care about Alexander. I don't care about Timothy. I don't care about Alexander. I was just going to say, oh, I'm not sure I care about Alexander either. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that then 
then then if you don't care about Alexander, no, I've, I've, I've and I like empty. both of those episodes. Like yeah. they're both fine. I think, and Worf is a terrible oh, father. Yeah, I, just I, so, so yeah Worf, think, Worf is a pretty shitty father. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, hero worship I think would have been better as a first season episode with Wesley in the role of Timothy. No, that's so weird. That would be that's weird because oh, then okay. they'd have to look at each other every day afterwards. Yeah. The the one part of that episode I do like is when Data's trying to comb his hair and the kid like can't stop shaking his head around. Yeah. He's like, what's this thing He's you like, do with your head? Doing? I love it. Yeah. And Data's like, I never knew I did that. That's yeah. a clever moment. That's funny. Hey, I think that's a classic. Um, like parents say that all the time that they, their kids do things that mimic them that they didn't know that, that, they, that they did. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Totally. Okay. I think violations is terrible. Yes, it is terrible. 100% <laughs> agree with that. Um, I think the Masterpiece <laughs> Society is completely forgettable. Forgettable, but not terrible, I would say. I like it. Like, okay. Like, I would watch it, flipping by it, you know? I, I mean, I'd watch any Star Trek episode flipping by it, probably. Okay, well, that's fair. true. Yeah, Except no, for Shades right. of Grey or Code of Honor or Angel One. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, one see, a season five episode I uh, that we watched together was Conundrum, which I think is good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think the thing that could would have made it... Yeah, and if that were the average of season five, I would rate it higher. I think that again to return to what I said earlier, if they'd had a really awesome guest star as um, Kieran, Kieran McDuff, is that the guy's name? Yeah, you got as it. The the, yeah. the obvious plant. I think that would have helped it a lot. The thing I love in that episode though is the sexual chemistry between Riker and and Roe. Yep, is so effortless and so, so much great. fun. And it's one of those things where I look at that and think, there's more genuine charm between these two in one episode than there was in seven years or 14 years between um him and deanna oh i totally agree yeah 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 absolutely okay um yeah th- there we go so I'll, I'll throw that in if any of you want to oh and i think unification is is dreadful it's a dis- um, so I there's would say my... it's a disappointment yeah it's a disappointment yeah, the thing, the thing where, and I came up with this big, and I'll save it for another episode, this big complicated allegory to modern day political affairs that illustrate how stupid the Romulan's evil plan is. <laughs> the thing where I can forgive them, though, is it was not just b- right before Star Trek VI, it was also right after Gene had died. And so if there was a time when people had, in the franchise's history, where people had the least time to sit around and think about something clever, it was probably that uh, fall. Yeah, but when, 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 yeah, but when that episode was shot, Gene was still alive. Yeah, because it was shot before. Oh, then I take it back. It's terrible. <laughs> Gene you died. Know, although that episode, that episode did introduce the idea of Klingon opera. Gene died, and then Unification aired like two or three weeks later, if I'm not mistaken. That's about right. Yeah, then they added the title well, card. They added the it title was, card. Yeah, the title card. Yeah. yeah. So I can't remember the exact time frame, but it was very quick, like two or three weeks after Gene died. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. I think he died while they were doing reruns from like the first um, third of the, or the first few episodes of the fifth season. And then that was the first new episode. Yeah, that, that might have been afterwards. it. Maybe that was it. Yeah. I have to say, I, I was really sort of pleasantly surprised to learn that you guys didn't like Unification because I never really liked it. And I thought it was just me, like, not being, like, a big enough Trek fan to understand, like, the bigger picture of it all. Because it's, it's supposed to fit into this big story. Supposed to. And Spock yeah. Yeah. and Romulans and all this stuff. And I just, like, never really got it. 
So it made me feel better when, like, it's like, no, it's just terrible. Yeah, at the time I was ridiculously excited for it. Thought it was really great. We all were. It makes on reflection, it makes like no sense. It was that was a huge deal when he came on. That was the main. That was mainstream media coverage about it. It was a that was a big deal. Yeah, huge deal. And then the fact that like they kind of cheated with part one where where Spock shows up at the very end. So yeah, and then and then episode two. Yeah, the story's kind of a mess. And to be perfectly honest, Leonard kind of sleepwalks through the entire thing. Well, yeah, because mm, he yeah. he was roped into it. I mean, you know, it's, it's, yeah. yeah, he he's not really he's like it reminds me of his performance in Star Trek Five, where I felt like he also wasn't really feeling it. Like he just kind of did it. Do Do you think that may have been like part of his deal, like to get the producer credit on or, or no, writer no, credit, no. whatever it was on no, Star no, Trek Six? No, no. no it had nothing not, to do not with connected that. at all. Oh, they're not connected okay. at all. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. no. No, I I don't know what. Yeah, he just didn't seem like his heart was in it, and like that scene between the probably the highlight of that whole thing is the scene between Spock and Data. Um, I think the stuff between him and and Picard is actually better. Yeah, you mean, I like guess. the very end. The very end. Uh, like at at the very at the, like the beginning of of episode two, of part two where they are talking about cowboy diplomacy. And then, like, to continue the through line of, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, that's a great line. Yeah, and that, I, is a, that I, is a good line. I wish they'd used it in, in 2009. Yeah. Uh, I would have loved to have, to have heard. Oh, um, they should have, actually. Yeah. Chris Pine dropped that. Yeah, it's like, genius, wait, you, actually. So, they you, should have you, done that. You were, you were on Romulus, like, some kind of cowboy cowboy diplomacy? Uh, astronomy, you know, yeah. something like that. And the way like Picard that, calls it cowboy diplomacy, he's got this kind of snottiness to it, too. He does, Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, the gross like elder Spock. Is yeah, like, it's Spock. Hey, yeah, and Spock that. wasn't having it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah so, it didn't so work. We, it we didn't can work. Go and, the, I will say, and and to those of you, the th- one of you listening to this, who was a fan of the TV show News Radio many years ago, the Captain Cavada, the Klingon who takes them to Romulus, mm, yeah. played by Stephen Root, who Stephen played Root. Jimmy James. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Stephen Root has been in a lot of things. Yeah. So. Okay, final thoughts, final questions, n- n- niggling doubts. I think we've done it. I think we've solved TNG season rankings. Five, three, six, four, two, seven, one. We've solved it. We solved it. <laughs> no one needs to have a podcast about this again. Ever again. And if they, and if they do, they're liars and thieves. Yeah, and if <laughs> they do, they're, and just, assassins. they're just copying us. Exactly. Right. No one's ever thought about talking about this before until just now. <laughs> <laughs> Ranking things? What? Exactly. <laughs> On the internet? No. We're like those YouTubers who tried to copyright react reaction videos. Like we're copywriting Star Trek ranking podcasts. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Hey, people like stealing from the best. That's all I gotta say. Uh huh. Yep. All right. But yeah, this was fun, guys. Yeah, this this is a kind of topic you could easily you could do a a show like this and talk for hours. But I think we we, it's kind of perfect. We're right at the hour mark. About yeah. Go us. Go us. We sum things up pretty nicely, and yeah. Okay. Cool. Thanks everyone for coming with us. Season or episode one of four. We look forward to next time when we do episode one of (laughs) five. We uh, um, we appreciate if you go on our comment section and respectfully um, continue the conversation with your fellow Star Trek fans. Yeah, let's yeah, see your, rankings, your rankings, guys. Yes, very much. All right. And if you're and if you're um, Diane Muldar's 
agent, why wasn't she in ethics? We demand. <laughs> we demand <laughs> answers. Oh, boy. All right. Thanks, gang. We'll see you next okay, take week. Take care, everybody. All see right. you next time, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye.